Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We're all about the archers. I'm Philippa. And I'm Quentin. We are here to talk to the fabulous Stephen Kennedy, who plays in Craig... Stephen, you are so welcome. Thank you very much. I love being fabulous. That's just great. <laughs> oh, you are. When you arrived in Ambridge, when you arrived on the set of The Archers, did you have any inkling of the depth of the role that you were going to play? No, not particularly. I think at the time, all I knew was that it was going to be a different voice. And I did know that the character was gay. But to be honest, I think even at the start, some people were going, oh, does he like Helen? Or who does he like? Or whatever. But yeah, I knew that much. And I'm always curious about this, Stephen. I mean, how do you go about getting a part in The Archers? It was just a friend of mine who I, I had done a short film with him. And I don't know, really know how this came about. He said he heard that there was a part coming up in The Archers, but that the character was going to be Irish. And contact your agent and do that. So I did. And the agency then obviously contacted the BBC. And then I just went for the audition. But it was so fast. It was like, OK, there's an audition for The Archers. They want this. And so I went, OK, I'm on a train, went up and met Julie and Andrew in the audition and it was quick and it was just really nice they were really friendly they made the whole thing really just easy to do and of course I came away from it like many other auditions going nah that's not going to happen <laughs> being really optimistic as usual, yeah. but, but it was fantastic a couple of days later they phoned and offered it and of course you do it it's, it's amazing it was a deliberate decision to have an Irish accent in there was that a sort of decision we, we need a, a clear regional accent in the arches I think it was, yeah, because prior to that, I'm not quite sure if there had been another Irish character in it, like, a lot. I know that Adam's dad is Irish. And then, obviously, recently, his sister had turned up as well, which was fantastic, but just too late, mm. which was really sad, actually. I mean, it was very sad for Adam, obviously. Yes, was we it? had a lot of views we about the authenticity. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that, really. Yeah. 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 Excellent. I mean, let's talk about Ian and his friendships, because you've got Helen and the moment of the cheese judge 
competition that was extraordinary. <laughs> and then you've got Susan and the gossiping. You are in touch yeah. with quite a few different characters and there are different friendships there. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. And so, sometimes, I, I mean, that's obviously script writers having an idea and or boss Jeremy as well. I mean, it, it comes from there. And prior to just recently as well, Ian and Susan really never had much contact at all. Do you know what I mean? It was probably in the shop, hello, goodbye. And that was it. And all of a sudden you put the two characters together and you realise actually these two can have great fun. It just brings that out in them. I love that scene when she got drunk with you. They were talking about Angel Delight. Yes. Yeah. Like that was their, oh my God, you love Angel Delight as well. Yeah. What's your favourite? Butterscotch. Wow. Yeah. But it, I mean, that's, that's just great fun. Yeah. And so, so he slowly developing a relationship with Susan. And of course it's radio and it's like, it's all these things can develop in the background without even mentioning them. So when you come back to them, you go, oh, of course. They headed off a few months ago or a year ago, yeah, whatever it was. But Ian's always been really close to Helen as well. Yes. I mean, very close. But Cheesegate happened. We weren't happy with Ian. Uh, I doubt it. I think Ian went home and went, what am I doing? Giving her a lecture about cheese. He <laughs> totally got on his high horse, didn't he? He does get on his high horse, doesn't he? And I'm a right hissy yeah. fit about Grey Gables, isn't he? Oh, I mean, do you know, those are brilliant to play. <laughs> but it, it really is great fun because you're, you're given the script and, and you see the set and you go, yeah. He's just, yeah. I'm just going to have fun with this. And he yeah. is going to just be like a pain and complain about like how the kitchen's set up, why it should be done better, how it should be done better. He knows better. And he just goes on one. In some way, you have to play that as though you have to look at it and go, he's right. Yeah, but you kept coming back. We thought you'd had your hiss. And then he, next scene, you're, you're still hissing. No, nothing like a good hiss, is there? We all love that. It's great fun. <laughs> I mean, talking of your relationship with Adam, we're going to come back to Helen. Personally, I often wish that Ian would stand up to Adam more because he's very accommodating to Adam, isn't he? He's always, I always sense he's certainly taking the lion's share of childcare and he's always trying to accommodate what Adam wants. Do you wish Ian would stand up to him a bit more? I mean, he has done. I mean, when Adam had the affair... Yeah. He just, he basically threw him out. But that's like life. We do that. People have affairs. People throw people out of the house. People come back home. People forgive people. I think that's probably what Ian is good at, is looking at the long term. And he does forgive. And he can see that in other people as well. But again, it's like you say, I mean, he can be very assy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like with Helen, and even when he tried to have the child with Mads, that storyline as well, Adam really didn't want that to happen. And Ian, for better or worse, said, I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. When Ian came up with his, he was very excited about his pizza van idea. And uh, yeah, Adam was really trying, he was crushing his idea, wasn't he? And saying, oh, are you sure? And all this. And I thought Ian has always supported whatever Adam wants to do you know, when he wanted to leave home farm. Yeah. He, he fully supports it. And Ian comes up with this idea for his pizza van and Adam's sort of really crushing it, I thought. Yeah, but I suppose at the end of the day, what, what Ian would say or what, I, what has happened is that Ian has it. He yeah. has the pizza van. So maybe tactically, it's the way to do it. Do you know what I mean? Maybe tactically, he just went, yeah, okay, I'm not going to stand up to you because you'll dig your heels in further. So he yeah. lets him have his gripe and then Ian gets what he wants. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Even though you aware of how passionately we care about what goes on in Ambridge and the sort of analysis that goes on when each episode is listened to. Yeah, I am in the same way, do you know what I mean? That I watch things and my friends watch things and we get passionate about what they are also you know, and it's fantastic. Of course we do. And of course, that's why it's there, because we love it. And it's part of our lives. It's in your home, especially with this, with the Archers. It's been in people's homes for 
over 70 years now. So people do care long term. Yeah. yeah. Really oh, yeah. long term. Unlike any other, of course, there are soaps that have got lasted and, and whatever else, but we have so much to choose from these days. And the archers exist way before any of the multi-choice that we have today and people have stuck with it. The other day on the archers, Ian announced that, or it was revealed that he's now 53, which is I think I'm right, your age, isn't it? That's correct, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. And you and Adam yeah. have been together for the best part of 20 years. We have. Yeah. I'm really bad with time. I'm really bad with, like, if someone goes, what date was that? I'll go, I have no idea. For example, I say this because years ago, when I had been 13 years in the Archers at the time, factually, someone asked me, they went, so how long have you been doing it now? And I went, I think probably about eight years eight, nine years maybe? And they went, no, you really have. You've missed five years of that. I better pay attention <laughs> to numbers. But yeah, I mean, it's a phenomenal thing to think that. But it's funny as well. Lots of my friends don't work in the industry at all and they've been in their jobs. And so, for example, my husband has been in his job for 20 years and then other people during the weekend are going, ah, well, I'm going to be there 25. Other people go, I go, wow, that's amazing. And then I go, oh, yeah, I've been doing this almost <laughs> yeah. 20 years. Yes. Yeah. And it's just lucky. Is your husband a fan of the Archers? He is. The first time he started to join and really listen was Robin Helen. And of course, he got livid. He was like, why have you introduced me to this? I'm glued now and I'm living. So he dips in and out of it, but he's very aware of what's going on. And we do, we, like we listen on Sundays when we can. And yeah, he does love it. But it was the thing, because he got to listen to that really, God, I mean, it's, it's still my favourite episode of The Archers ever, is that episode when things came to a head between Rob and Helen and, they, and she stabbed him in the kitchen. And Louisa blows my mind in those episodes. She completely blows my mind because you, it's not even that you could say, yeah, her acting is brilliant, but it's, she vibrates on really, and you like the the terror and the, the anger and the anguish that came through in that episode alone. It was just spectacular. And that's the power of it. And it was so difficult to stay with in many ways because it played out in real time. And that's what the archers can do. It played out in real time. Everyone was going, please just let something happen. Like this man is awful. And it did. And how? As you say, you were there witnessing those scenes. How much of a toll does it take on her, those scenes, emotionally and as, as an actor? Oh, I think because it, it is being played out on long term as well. Of course, you end up thinking about these things much more. And of course, you have to research them. Do you know what I mean? You have to be responsible about the storyline that you're telling and how you portray the characters in the story. It's like anything else. Do you know what I mean? I think if you're doing research on anything, those things stay with you. And of course, you might dream about them or you talk about them to other people. So, I mean, it's very difficult to leave those things behind coldly. Otherwise, I don't think you'd be able to do a good job if you were called about the thing. And one of the scenes I've loved recently, Stephen, was when you were talking with Andrew, with Adam, about hand-holding and Ian's reasons for being reluctant to hold hands and the history of that. It was very profoundly moving, I thought. Was it important to you to address that when the script arrives and you read it and you part of you goes would Ian not have dealt with this a while ago or whatever but we don't know this we all carry things that surprise us all the time I think from our past and I read it and I was going all I have to do with this is just be honest it's just say the be honest and if I'm honest enough and open up open enough about it it will communicate it just it does because it's very true it's a very true thing that can happen you can bring that stuff with you and forget it's part of your psychological makeup and all of a sudden something will happen or you talk about something and you go, I didn't actually realise that I was still carrying that baggage. It's knock-on effect. So like from a tiny little thing or seemingly tiny little thing, like seeing someone else holding hands and then it sparks Adam to go, can I hold your hand? Ian flinches and really probably convinces himself that this is not a deal. You know, I'm 53. 
I've dealt with all that. And clearly it wasn't digested. And the knock-on effect is he does a quick arc of his journey from Ireland to Ambridge, which I found very moving reading it. Do you know what I mean? And when we pieced it together, slowly pieced it together, we went, actually, that's, it's incredibly moving. Yeah. yeah. Because I was just wondering, as a, a gay man yourself from County Tyrone, whether Ian's experience in any way chimes with yours coming from Northern Ireland. Yeah, it would do in many ways, but I suppose there are a few things in the arches which would touch upon it. For example, even their civil partnership, my, my marriage did not play it in the same way. Do you know what I mean? I got married uh, four years ago. And so at that stage, my family came over, Patrick's family came over. It was just a massive party. It was huge. And the run up to their civil partnership, they both had dad issues where it was going, <laughs> mine turned up out of the blue. Brian was going, I'm not fully going to that <laughs> fiasco. <laughs> and so you have that aspect of it where you go. But I suppose being gay in Northern Ireland, probably being from a Catholic background, being from uh, Northern Ireland, the Northern Irish thing didn't play that big a part. Other mm. than that, I was not aware of very many other gay people around me. So you just go, that's going to exist somewhere else. It exists somewhere else. Mm. So my journey through it was slow. And I didn't yeah. come out until I was 28. Mm. Really come out. Other friends knew, but I didn't come out yeah. to family and what I would call properly throwing the yes. doors open. Joining the archers for me and, and doing that was like... I kind of wanted it to be quietly and directly political. Do you know what I mean? That the storyline would speak for itself, the acting would speak for itself. That, and the BBC's and the Archer's decision to do that, to me, was phenomenal. I love it. I, I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud that they've done it, and I'm so proud to be a part of it. And still, even recently, to have something come up like that, whereby you go, it's still relevant. And besides that, alongside that, then they're just living their lives. There are many other things that happen to them that happen to heterosexual couples, that happen to other people, single people, like whatever. And that's brilliant. Do you know what I mean? For the most part, it's fantastic because it's unremarkable. But actually that scene pulled us all up. So can I ask you not to really go into it, but what, what, what was the effect that had on you? Do you know what I mean? Did, did, did you go, I don't believe that, or...? I just assumed that the two of them were comfortable with it, and it suddenly pulled me up to think, actually, it is a big deal for Ian still, because he's never really been able to be at ease with it. And uh, it just made me realise that one shouldn't make these assumptions. It seemed to come from your heart, Stephen, I thought, and that's why it was so convincing. And it was the <laughs> fact it was quietly done. It wasn't, it was understated, but had more impact. It's very well done. I mean, that's so nice to hear. Believe me, it's, it's incredibly lovely to hear that because it, it's exactly that kind of thing. I think one can settle in to one's life and convince yourself that there, there are no issues about that anymore. And of course there are. Do you know what I mean? They can be tiny. They can be the tiniest thing. You go to another job, you go somewhere, and you say, my husband does this. And sometimes you will see a, a, like a pause. And there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? There's not. The danger is that somewhere you might hold on to it enough to still be angry about it and still kind of go, why do they pause? Why is that happening? Why is it, or why am I afraid of holding hands? And you just say it, deal with it, and hopefully move on. Ian as a character has lots of people around him to help him, to protect him, to love him. For me as well, I think that scene, it made me love Ian even more. It made me realise even more what a private person he is. And it, because I was feeling a bit cross with Ian at one point for getting so shouty about the kitchens. So I went from, oh, Ian, you're being yeah. too shouty to, oh, Ian, I just want to give you a cuddle. And, oh, I'm sorry you've gone through that. So it was interesting, the uh, journey. It's nice, it's nice to be able to play all aspects, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If the scriptwriters give you something that makes you seem like you're, you're just being, like, hissy, whatever, <laughs> I go, just fantastic, bring it on. Yeah. That's great, because you want that range, right? You just don't want to be doing yes. one thing at all. So it's fantastic when they give you some fun or they turn you into a raging kind of shouting. 
for a while. <laughs> and you go, that's brilliant. And possibly in the same episode, then you have something else that's completely contradictory to what's happened. And you go, that's just kind of life. And I wanted to ask you, because it, it feels like there's some fun to be had on the set when you're recording. And yes, there are some highly charged <laughs> emotional scenes. But do you have fun? Is it a fun play? Yeah, sometimes too much. Like, we are children. We just become children. We just get really giddy. Sometimes there'll be something in the script where we're children and we go, oh, that's it. That's an innuendo. And we go to try and say, we go to try and say it when we're recording and we just crack up. And you're aware, you're going, we've got limited time. We cannot be children and just crack up at this thing, whatever. But that's also like how you're blessed. You just have fun with. And there, and there are people you have so much fun with. Like L Louise is one who plays Helen. Adam I have great fun with. When Le Lexi was, you, do you remember Lexi? Yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, Anya, Anya Zawinski was just a hoot as well. I mean, amazing. And they all are. Michael Cochran's like, you can just step in and, and people just want to have a laugh as well, oh. which is fantastic. Oh, brilliant. I wanted to ask how you feel when the script arrives. I mean, presumably you're having to hide it from your husband because if he's a fan of the Archers as well, he can't see what's going on. But is it a special moment when... It, it's revealed to you what's going to happen to your character. Yeah, there's it all the time as well, because suppose it comes through the post and you go, this is the day when Ian is run over by a combine harvester. <laughs> this is it. It's going to happen. <laughs> no, I joke. <laughs> it's fantastic, but it is. And because we're not told what's going to happen up ahead, like, you know, we know the story up as far as it goes and then everything else is just a bit of a mystery. So yeah, the scripts arrive and some sometimes I do the thing of going, oh, I'm not going to open it yet. I'm going to open it like a present. You know, I won't open it now. I'll just open it later just to see what's going on. And you read through it going, oh, all right, I know what's happening now. And sometimes I'm going, Patrick, that's my husband. I'm going to go, oh, no, I can't say. Sorry. There's a WhatsApp group for some of the cast. Just sometimes you get on there and say, have you seen what's in the script? So I'm pretty bad with that. So like, I'm in the WhatsApp group, but I stay very quiet on it. I stay very <laughs> quiet on it because sometimes if I get in and I do that, I won't stop. I'll just, you know what I mean? So like I dip in when, when things have happened, but I'm like, I'll just end up going chat, chat. So I feel a bit bad about not indulging in it more, but I would, I would just, I would not stop. No, that's fair enough. <laughs> what we started doing, Stephen, is when we've interviewed someone from the Archers, we ask them what question they would ask the next person that's coming on. So obviously we were interviewing Andrew, who plays Adam, your beloved. And we said, yeah. right, we're, we're talking to Stephen, we're talking to Ian. What question would you ask him? And his question was, where are we going for dinner tonight? The bowl, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> or the pizza van. We get like a little get a little gazebo and put it beside the pizza van and have pizza. Yeah, I, I mean, that would be my favourite. Just go to the bowl, have some food and a pint. Perfect. Sounds perfect to me. If I could sit at the bowl and eat and drink with you all, that would be amazing. But Stephen, just... We're so grateful for you coming on. We're so grateful for your time. And to talk to you has just been Thank you for having me as wonderful. well. It's great. Thank you so very much. You're very welcome. Very welcome. And I should just say, we'll be back as normal for a midweek roundup of what's happened in the Archers so far. So from all of us, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.